You got the chill. The chill. The chill. The chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. People like me. That's some booty, Jim. Presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Everyone is so mean to me. I am Jim Rutledge. You never go full Rutledge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to walk you through how my Saturday is going to go. I'm going to sit down, make myself a little cocktail. Cut up a little gummy right in the hat. I'm going to call my bookie, Fat Rob, Grand Rapids. Have you met him? Ah! No, yeah. He's a priest. So he's a bookie and he's a priest. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, Piers, Jim Rutledge. In for Matt Hamilton, it is Colin Russo. Primetime Willis shot behind the glass. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The Mountain Blue, you know what to do. And that is Crush your Coors Light. Uh, you can hear Colin yeah. on Wisconsin College Game Day, yeah. also brought to you by Coors Light. And uh, we'll get to the Ohio State game here in a minute, but I want to revisit our Iron Jack poll question. Should the Packers bench Jordan Love if he doesn't play well over the next three weeks? 76% of you say no. Art uh, Kabalowski chimes in. Jordan Love is not the problem. At worst, he is a low, he's low on long list of problems the franchise has. They're lazy and stupid and arrogant, and they allowed it all to fester. Wow. I'm lazy, stupid, arrogant. He went the trifecta there. But John Meck <laughs> chimes in with hell no. And look, I want to emphasize this again. That one, I'm sorry, Jordan Love is a major part of the problem. Because I think to a man or to a person out there listening, we all feel the same. That if Aaron Rodgers was quarterback in this exact football team, they've won more games. Absolutely. So this is not... One, three more games. Right. So this is, this is definitely... Jordan Love is definitely part of the problem. And if you want to get on like they could have made his life easier, sure. But look, this is kind of how a lot of teams are doing it. Just Chicago just did this last year. They threw Fields to the Wolves. But you know what Fields did? He had a window, and maybe Love does this. Here's the Honestly, here's where you'd look at it. And you can look at Justin Fields. He had a very awful start to the season last year. Um, and I will give you – so if you wanted to look for a, a reason for optimism, you'd look at Fields because um, his game logs got – Obviously, a lot better after a little bit of the, a, a rough start to the season for uh, him, and, and they had to change their offense. Now, the problem is the Packers had their opportunity to change their offense, and they didn't do it. So it was a window there. They lost to the Packers 28 to um, – this was last year. They lost to the Packers 28 to 19. Or wait, that's, I'm working backwards here. So they had a window. It started after their loss to Washington on October 13th. Then he went 13 to 21, 179 yards, one touchdown, one pick, but he also ran for 88 yards against the uh, Patriots. National TV, they won that game. Then he threw for 151 and 74% completion percentage, but two touchdowns, and he ran for 60 yards against Dallas. That was a loss, though, but the team put up 29 points. They put up 32 against Miami, threw for 150 yards, three touchdowns, zero picks, and ran for 178 yards. I think that game is in the Hall of Fame. Then again, 12 of 20, 167, 2 and 1. I ran for 147 yards. So the difference, though, but again, the pack, the Bears went, they put up 29, they put up 33, 32, 30, 24. Uh, they had a run there, but his running ability opened up the other side of yeah, it. And I, Chicago to leaned a into fault, it. though, to a fault. Yes. He's not going to be able to stay healthy with right. that. Right. No, I agree. So, like, but I'm saying that, like, they were able to change the offense. You couldn't fix the weapons, yeah. but. Um, Do what you can to win yes. with, with what you Getsy have. Getsy down there in Chicago said, look, we're going to try to win games. We're going to use what he does well. Mm-hmm. And they ran. But I don't know what you can – Jordan Love is not Justin Fields as a runner. 
And the Packers have had twice now. Here's the concern I have. You wanted to blame the coaching staff, but again, Jordan Love is still part of the problem. They've had two long stretches. So Chicago played a Thursday night against Washington and then didn't play again until Monday night, 10-24. So they had nine days off, and they were able to fix their offense to focus on the run, and they won that game and started ripping off a lot of points. Mm -hmm. The Packers had that 10-game break, and they came out and lost Vegas. Then they had a bye week, and they came out and they crapped the bat against Denver. So that's the concern I have is that you've had your two big, long breaks, and you've done bupkis with it. You didn't yeah. make any significant changes. The time for change now is out the window as far as schemes or making something that kind of accentuates what Jordan Love does well. And, Colin, I'll ask you this, and you can chime in as well. You can, I want someone to call on and tell me, 844-770-3776. I don't even want to know what he's elite at. I just want to know, what does Jordan Love do well? Yeah, and, and there's a couple things you could say with this, and he's playing fairly. It's one thing. His accuracy is not there. There's no, there's no doubt in anybody's mind. He definitely has, like, there's, the arm is there as well. It's a matter of the accuracy and his decision-making. How do you describe with the arm, he's been trying to do this almost like, uh, he like lets playing it, bags. Yeah. Like, he's just, like, he, he, lofts he it. He doesn't... Yeah, he wants to pull a Rodgers. Yeah. Rodgers has a turbo on the end of the ball, and that can fly anywhere. Yeah. Jordan Love does not have that. It's sort of weird to, when you sort of apply perspective to this year. I think people are kind of forgetting what these last six weeks have looked like for the Packers. They come out, they kill the Bears first game of the year. The Packers look good. They had no film on them. That's sort of how the season started. That, that Falcon game, Packers come out there with a, a minute and a half to go, get the turnover on downs, lose that game, 25-24. Then you got the Saints game. The Saints completely blew that game. They had the missed field goal with a minute left. And so, the quarter, I mean, the quarterback got hurt at halftime, And half the quarterback too. got hurt at halftime, and they couldn't do anything after that. And I, I'm, Derek Carr's no saint, but... Uh, I mean, he literally is. No, but. he literally is, but in sch- scheme of a quarterback, no. Yeah. But they lost, they blew that game. And then you go back last two year, to the last two weeks, or la- the last two games, I should yeah. say, the interceptions at the end of the game. So and this is the easy part of the schedule. This is when you're playing the Falcons, the Saints, the Raiders, and the Broncos. Those are the bottom-tier teams in the league. Then you're going to get into these other games where you've got the Vikings, who are pretty solid right now, the Steelers, rock-solid team. you got the Chiefs. you got the Lions. You've got a lot of tough games coming up. If you can't figure out a way to, against, to win against the, the bad teams, you're probably not going to find a way to win against the good teams. And, and there's a level of you're a young team, and young teams don't know how to win yet. Yep. But there's also a level of a lot of this is on the quarterback. And at the end of the game, a lot of this is on the quarterback. Were we blaming anybody else for that last drive except for Jordan Love at the end? And against the Raiders, against the Broncos? No, we're not. So, what, he's young? Yeah, he's young comparatively. He's young compared to other people, the most population in the NFL. But he's been around for five years. This is his fourth year. you got to figure it out eventually. And if you keep making the same mistakes, guess what? Leash is getting shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. And then draft season comes, and all of a sudden everybody talks about how this 2024 class has seven pro-ready starters. What do you think the Packers are going to do? Do you think they're going to ride it out with Jordan Love again? With Matt LaFleur protecting him every step of the way at every press conference? Are you taking all the blame instead of Jordan Love? With all the players doing this exact same, protecting Jordan Love from accountability? I'm not saying Jordan Love's not an accountable person, but I think they're taking off the weight every chance they get. At his teammates and at his coaches. So there's a level of stop babying the guy. He's got to he's got to perform. Don't baby the guy. Through what six games now? They're two and four. They have scored 15 touchdowns, and this includes the uh, what 38 they hung on Chicago. Yeah, but they put up 38 on Chicago. They put up 24 on Atlanta, and then it was 18, 20, 
13 and 17. And I'd be fascinated to see the rankings of those defenses in which they played, other than the Lions. Well, here's what we know. We know that the Raiders just got diced up by Tyson Bajan. Yep. We know that Justin Fields threw for four touchdowns against the Broncos. We know that the uh, Miami Dolphins put up 70 yeah. against them. We know that the Lions just got run through by Baltimore. Hey, so to say that it's it's not the 85 Bears. Right. Let's, let's put it that way. And right, the, the, they played one horrific defense who have they've already fired a defensive coordinator in Chicago. Yeah. And it, you know that defense was horrendous. But the Packers are averaging 21.7 points per game and that number is dropping week by week because that a includes week part of their schedule. That's 38. The week part of the schedule is very important because now they have a lot of heavy lifting to do. Minnesota's not. I get what Mark is saying. They might have a hangover game. That, that totally could be, could But they also could go the other way of like, they are in. They caught a rhythm. They have the playoffs in their sights now. If they beat the Packers, they're a 500 football team. Minnesota, Kirk Cousins, all of them can save their season with a win uh, at Green Bay. This The Vikings can sell themselves and like, we're moving in the right direction. That Rams team, uh, that's in. That sh- they should win that one, but the Ram- that'll be a tight one. They're no, a very not, similar not, team. Not, not an easy game. The Steelers. Steelers will probably beat the snot out of the Packers because their defense is really strong. As long as they stay healthy, I think the Steelers will will be ugly. The Chargers will probably be ugly too. That's the, a good two and four team, though. It is. If you look That's at the Chargers, yes. they just lost barely to the, the to the Dolphins. Yep. They played the Chiefs tough enough, but they they've had some close losses. Uh, that in terms of I know Staley stinks and Kellen Moore stinks. I think Justin Herbert's very overrated, but the idea. that that's not the two and four team that the Packers are. The Chargers have a different level of two and four comparatively to the Packers. And then what? They have the Lions, and that's uh, in Detroit. And then they have the Chiefs. Like that's brutal. Then they got the Giants. Should be easy. Tampa. I don't. I guess it's in Green Bay. So fine. Panthers. Okay. But then the Vikings again in Minnesota. Yeah. And the pa- like. I, and the Bears. They already beat the Bears. They're, they're kind of screaming towards six wins, which is where I predicted them at. And I don't know. It's and it, the wins don't matter. That's the important. Like honestly, that's the whole thing. Yeah. The wins well, don't matter. It's what you see from Love. Jordan Love <laughs> and this offense has gotten worse. He's blown every- three games. We're six games into the year. They have gotten <laughs> it's progressively ridiculous. worse every game. I don't. If they went out, and this is look, all you have to do is look at Chicago. The only Chicago, but again, Chicago had the first overall pick, and they said we're going to roll the dice and take a calculated risk and see what Justin Fields is this up this year, which we're currently playing through, because we got Carolina's first-round pick, so we now we feel good about that, and we gave Fields weapons. And if he doesn't work out, we have two high first-round picks. And an elite quarterback and class. An elite quarterback class, plus we have a ton of cap space, so we could get someone else's QB. If we don't get a top QB, someone else takes a guy, maybe end up with uh, the quarterback roulette, you end up with a guy yeah. that's better than Fields. So they took a calculated risk there, but they saw enough out of Fields where they said, look, he's showing flashes, we're going to see it through. It didn't work out. But they were able to he- they hedged their bet before the season even started. The Packers af- did not afford themselves that luxury. They thought by they did. Si- by, by, they thought they did. But by sitting love those three years, kind of hoping that yeah. he would figure it out. Guess what? You lose the luxury of a rookie contract and having to you have yes. the time yes. to deal with him. You lost that luxury the second you waited four years to actually start playing it. And they thought they hedged their bet because they thought they were getting a decent pick from the Jets. They thought they were gonna get a second first rounder. So they, they went into this year already hedging. They thought they were gonna have two first round picks. That's part of the reason why they made that trade, the why they held out to get that conditional first round pick. And, from and the everybody Jets. said it was a good trade. So and they, they also that, yeah, they also accident. hedged their bet on the contract. He's getting paid. Jordan Love's getting paid backup quarterback money. Yeah. So they, the Packers hedged before the season started too. Yeah. So if you think that Jordan Love is guaranteed starter next year, I, I got some magic. Beans yeah, we got we got a bridge to sell you. Yeah, because it that ain't happening. If he plays like this, 
he will get the opportunity to start, but they will either draft a guy or they will go. When I meant by veteran, I meant like Mitch Trubisky or Sam Darnold type, like Marcus Mer- Someone that, like, if Jordan Love stinks, you could go out if the defense is good and just win a few of these games mm-hmm. and worry about the future in the future. Because LaFleur and Goody are going to be judged on wins and losses next year. Mm-hmm. And if they go, unless they get a court. That's the thing, though. If, if I'm Goody and I want to keep my job, I do everything I can to get a quarterback and play him right away as a That's rookie. That's a great point. Because then you go, hey, look it, we got a rookie. He hey, showed some flashes. Let, stick, let it stick out. Like we're trying to build something here. Because here's the other Goody part. Of it. goes a defensive lineman and a cornerback. Oh, I swear but to they're God. all on. They're all on the wrong track. Is the problem too? Jordan Love, like you said, his contract is he's going to have to get paid or moved on from. But then Lafleur is in a weird spot because if they keep on losing, he might lose his job. Goody, if so, then like is the coach, the GM, team president. All going to be on the same page as the court, the same clock as the court. Are they all just going to start hedging each of their own bets? Because that's what happens with bad football teams. We don't have it. They're protecting all their, they're protecting their own asses. Because you're not on the same clock, and that's the biggest thing with Jordan Love. The clock was wrong. Like you made a mistake, and you should have moved off of it. But they never believed in him. That's why they didn't trade Aaron Rodgers earlier. And now they're just kind of rolling with this and hope that they found. Uh, a diamond in the rough. Right now, it's not that. Now, and now, maybe- uh, yeah, and you lost. Now you lost the two years that Justin Fields gets, or the three years that Trevor Lawrence gets, and those, those guys were different prospects too. You lose the two or three years you get of a growth period. Your growth period was supposed to be behind the scenes in the closed practices with Aaron Rodgers as your mentor and an offensive guru in Matt Lafleur. You lose that the second Jordan Love goes out, blows two games in a row. You lose to terrible teams. You got a tough run in the schedule now. If you want to run with him again, see how the fans react then. Yeah, if fans want to talk about it now. Wait till you get to the offseason and you see all the hype around these new quarterbacks and the Packers don't get one. Packers fans will be outside the building wait, uh, calling for jobs. If they see all this hype that's going to come from this offseason. That's the one thing I'll say to that. I, I, it's hard for me to understand this unwavering confidence at the quarterback position for the Green Bay Packers because there's no viable backup. The offensive coach, we are. I mean, uh, the head coach, we are not sold on. We, we uh, to be to be quite frank, mm-hmm. the defense can't stay healthy, and now you're in a position where you're going to lose a ton of games. And there's an opportunity to you have a couple draft picks. You got an opportunity to make some noise here. You can't do it. Guess what? Where do they look? The front office. They look to the head coach. Those are the those are the seats that are going to get quite warm to sit on if you. Uh, you sleep at the wheel in a sense, and uh, and see if any, if see if it's all going to work out on its own because it won't. Damn hot! You're only minutes away from a better buying experience at Simden Chevy in Mount Horeb. Go see my friend Dan out at Simden Chevy in Mount Horeb. Aaron's a great uh, salesperson out there. They'll get you uh, in the Chevy Silverado, Colorado, or Tahoe of your dreams. Whether it's new or new to you, go see the folks at Simden Chevy in Mount Horeb. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Rutledge Hamilton continues live from the Everlight Solar Studio. I am Rutledge Hamilton in Canada. A primetime wash on behind the glass. Uh, in for Hamilton is Colin Russo. 
And you get into the show, 844-770-3776. Daryl Deerfield chimed in. I told you this after the Saints game, and you shot me down. Most of his big-time plays were basically 50-50 balls. Daryl, I don't think I shot you down. I've been trying to walk a fine line here because, obviously, everyone just assumes I have a bias on the Bears fan uh, side of things. But here's honestly, here's my process every time, is that I have an initial thought, then I go, wait, is there a bias applied, and then how can I adjust that bias? So I sometimes lean on the idea of like not being as harsh because you assume it's bias. Right, and I don't want to be that guy. Like I honestly think Jordan Love is horrendous, but I'm trying to, <laughs> and I thought he's horrendous for a long time. I love the pick when it happened because he was not good at Utah State his last year. It was a stretch of a draft pick, and it was trading up for it was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. But I'm trying not to be that negative on it because then it just gets written off as a, you're trying to get through to people. It's like a scratch-off, right, It's a, but it's like a scratch-off. And so right now we're, we're playing the scratch-off lottery, and we're what, 30% scratched off? And it looks like we got a bust. But maybe something random happens when you scratch the rest off. But most of the time when you scratch that far, it ain't it. Looks like you got the garbage can icon, not those cherries. Right, no exactly. cherries. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we'll see how it goes. Speaking of bust and uh, a, a bad game, I have no confidence uh, for the Bachelors against Ohio State. <laughs> and it's, I'm not even blaming the coaching staff. Like They're going to have to pull off an upset of a lifetime here yeah. at Camp Randall. And Colin, I know you host Wisconsin College Game Day, so I'll, I'll set the floor to you. But here are my thoughts is that they almost have to play a perfect game. And I've seen the Badgers go into these games, and uh, they've been able to, at times when they've been outmanned, hang for a half. And then the second half gets out of out of control. Happens since Ohio State, happens against Penn State. I honestly just want this game to just be like a 31-17, and Ohio State scores a touchdown like in the fourth quarter to really extend it out, and then that's where the Badgers kind they of hang fall. hang around. Hang around for like three quarters. A couple drives here yeah, and there they're, where they're, you're like, okay, maybe check, they can make check, something check, happen. Check, check. Yeah, they're stay not, in the game. They're not really in the striking distance, but like they're one score away from striking distance. Enough to stay distance. at the game. Enough yeah, to stay at the game. Enough to keep you watching, basically. Yeah. And to keep me, I'm at the game. To keep me at, enough to keep me at the football game. Yeah, so like that's to all. Friend me from leaving. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I'm looking for out of this game. And I think that's the standard I have in it. And I'm not I'm not blaming Fickle. I think this team needs so much more talent, and I think they've in- improved their talent. I don't think Fickle's without blame, though. Oh, I'm not saying I, maybe he should have. You know, you know, Tasha's talked about on the air. He he, he paved the road in which he walks at the moment. Like exactly, he, he set the stage. But the problem I have is not so much. I like the talent he brought in, but maybe he should have kept the schemes a little bit more tied to the talent that they have. Because you hear Tasha talk about the offensive line, the linemen that they have aren't built to block as much in space as they're being asked to do because they're not it's a those running, types it's of a running line. So yeah. like this is where maybe Longo uh, and I guess it comes back to Fickle should have and maybe he will now make some slight adjustments to play to their strengths because that's the only that's the issue I have. I love the talent they added. I just think that they jumped in both feet at the same time and I don't think the talent as far as the skill set was ready to match the scheme that they're trying to run. Well, can I ask? But you it's guys, getting better. Can I ask you guys this? Is that a good thing? The way we're talking about Jordan Love, he didn't get enough playing time, enough experience early on. Is it better that they just kind of go through these rough patches year one rather than year two? Once they get the new Big Ten, it's a little different and everything. It's a little different because you're talking about like team and coaching base versus like that one player. That one player has no leash, and you know, sitting him for that long. People, especially NFL fans, are extremely impatient because the parity is so great and the turnover is even better in the NFL. Like Teams can turn it around in a year or two. Comparatively to college, it's a culture change. It's three years of recruiting. It's developing. It's figuring out what works, finding your quarterback. There's a little bit of a different idea to how to build a team. There's free agency in the NFL. 
There's uh, semi-free agency in college. There's, now there's a semi-free agency, but clearly we busted in free agency, if that's what you <laughs> want to talk about. Uh, especially with the receivers. That's what I'll, that's a whole different conversation for a different day. But Pauling's like, good. Pauling's good. Pauling's a good player. Good player. But, like, um, the most of them, I do they play? Do they do they get out? Do they run routes? CJ Williams was was everyone was real excited when he got here. And, uh, we haven't seen him. There's a reason you leave. That's what I'll say. There's a reason these players transfer out. And I'm not saying it's because they're not good. They're probably very talented. But if they're leaving, it's either because they don't like the coach or the coach left. That wasn't the case at USC for CJ Williams. And why else would he leave? The talent's there. Is it in his head? That's another question for another day as well. As for the Ohio State game, I think it's going to be ugly because I think Ohio State is a little more well-rounded. And Ryan, I want to get your thoughts as well. A little more well-rounded as what the years past. They're defensively, they're extremely stout. They're tested, more tested than Ohio State usually is. You know, they got the Notre Dame already done on the road. Then they took down Penn State last week. Maybe they get a little bit of a hangover game. Maybe they have a slow start. But you're talking about the Badgers. What has been the Badgers' biggest problem all year? Slow starts. Scoreless in that Iowa first half. They, they didn't score until that last drive of the Illinois game in the first half. Buffalo, it was 14-7 at half. Washington State, they were down 21-7. Even Georgia Southern, they struggled. Georgia Southern, it was a close game. It, it, we, they were letting them hang around. So that's, that was my, that's my biggest problem with Fickle. And Jim, I want to get your thoughts yeah. on this as well. The slow starts, the lack of energy, the lack of urgency, it feels like these games aren't personal. And you think about it from last year, they lost to Washington State. They lost to Iowa. They lost to Illinois. They, it took them a, two, three, two and a half, three quarters to get going against Illinois. They're at 21-7. How is there no urgency? To me, I know he wasn't there. That is the coaching. That is a coaching problem if you cannot, if you're in a college team is not angry and playing like they want to steamroll their opponent in the first quarter of the first drive. I guess I, I'm trying to think back. I feel like they were not a hot start team last year. And I, I no. feel like I'm not gonna I'm not giving Fickle a pass because you can get more out of these guys and he needs to be better. But we're in the middle of the season. This team is showing more and look, they're still on pace. I mean, they get beat by beat by Ohio State. They go out and beat Nebraska, Northwestern, Minnesota, Indiana, Indiana. Look, they're gonna maybe get to the Big Ten championship game. But if they get the, the bowl game, get the axe back at the bowl game back, and then you're getting more players. And really, next year's the year where you're gonna have to put it all on. They go. I don't know how much of this is the players. Like, how much of these guys like just not hot start? Like, they're just not like warm pee guys, as Matt Lafleur would like to talk to him <laughs> up talk about. Like, I, and I don't know the answer on that. I think Locke is a nice change. I think Mordecai, uh, being such a vet, was maybe a little bit more chill. Braylon Allen, like just hearing these guys, I mean, I think of DK and Allen and Mordecai and the linemen, they, they do seem to kind of seem a little bit uh, quiet or not as quiet as like into it. Yes, Ches Malusi seemed to be the biggest and They the don't celebrate. Staff, they don't and, celebrate. Yeah, but Ches Malusi was <laughs> that happy. guy and he got hurt. Now the the question will be, did Ohio State? I mean, excuse me, did Illinois knock them out of their shell? Like coming back and getting the touchdown with Rucci and getting that big win and beating Bielema, Fickle needed a win like that—a win that says, like, look, everything I told you, all that stuff about the 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 weightlifting with the music playing and all that practice stuff about finishing a game that you didn't win one last year. I think you were terrible the year before that too in tight games and we started bad this year and this time we were down big on the road with a rookie QB and we went out and won it. Like Fickle has to ride that. And that's why I don't want them to get blown out because all I want is that this team yes, to come out and look good but just don't lose the momentum. Don't yeah. lose the momentum that you gained from Illinois. Because if they come out 
if they come out and lose by less, let's say they come out and lose by 10, this team is going places this year. Because if you could, I don't think it's going to happen, but that's what I mean by moral victories. If they come out and they are hanging around, they make Ohio State sweat. Yes. And you feel like for a second, one thing broke our way and you get the win. That's the that's the moral victory. Not for the players. Look, that that doesn't count for players, but for fans. Now you got fans invested. Well, and not only the fans, but it's for Fickle selling that program, selling it yes. in the transfer portal this offseason. Like that's yes. why I think making the Big Ten championship look, they had, still matters. That's why it's tough for me to kind of give him such a pass because this is the stage that you set for yourself and your players, and the players all bought in. And the players, Chimre DK came on this program and said, "Eleven wins is on the low end." Yep. They drank the Kool Aid. They 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 believed at least to a sense that they could do this, or even worse. They just bought into their own hype, and they didn't necessarily want to back it up. In a sense, they just kind of let the media take the take the reins. That's why it's hard for me to do that. When you say you want to be a national contender every year, you want to contend for the top uh, top prospects, and you want to kind of be in the mix in this new vamped Big Ten, which is going to be a nightmare if you're in the middle of the pack team. You you, you got to show me a little more. That's my opinion. I'm a pessimist. But that's how that's what and, I'm, and I, I'm with you on that part of it. They had what seven wins last year. Uh, yes, it was so seven my whole six. point is that it is a it is unquestionably a win of a year if they obviously take it Illinois and then take out Minnesota and they get to eight wins and then maybe get a if they get to nine even better and if they get to ten unquestionably you have to feel good about this program going forward because that oh, means yeah. the only loss they have going is to uh, Ohio State here that means they win their bowl game I don't care where it's at that's building momentum because they, they need yeah they would need the the bowl game because yeah. that's I just want to get back baby steps here Colin it's just get back to when we complained about winning ten games yeah and that's yeah. the first step however they get there or whoever they beat Look, when they when Bielema was here, they beat a lot of crappy teams, and they got to 10, but we felt good about it. And you got to start with that. And then they had a year where they could have done it, but Bielema wasn't a good enough coach to beat Luke Fickle at Ohio State when that team was 6-6. Six and six. And uh, then it's the same thing with basketball. Get back to losing in the Sweet 16. Let's start with that. Let's start with us complaining like we did about Bo Ryan that all he did was get us to the Sweet 16. And that's the thing. It starts with getting to the Big Ten Championship yes. game. It starts with winning the West. In a year where the West, I think... All time bad. Well, I, I will I will disagree only because when Bielema was last year here, they finished third in the West because Ohio State and Penn State were both suspended. Well, no, so, that wasn't finishing in the West. That was wasn't that still leaders in the oh, Legends? leaders of Legends? But still, yeah, like yes. you're right. But they were those two teams were suspended, and the Badgers finished third and got to the. And champion. they were eight and five that year. Yeah, the championship. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was that was a brutal one here. Uh, don't miss out on the best-kept uh, secret in Madison, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, their happy hour, Sizzle, Swizzle, and Swirl. Lee over there is fantastic. Matt and I are going to get over there in November for a show because why not? Ruth's Chris Steakhouse is awesome. You should check it out. Uh, perfect time of year. Get yourself an old-fashioned and, and a steak sandwich. That is a great way to end a day over at their happy hour, Sizzle, Swizzle, and Swirl. We're going to throw some stones next. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Continues live from the Everlight Solar Studio. I am Rutledge alongside Colin Russo, Matt Hamilton in Canada, primetime Warshime behind the glass. And uh, before we throw some stones, I worked out at uh, Carbon World Health earlier today. 
it was a it was a really good workout, but man, the hit days are tough. Uh, because it was just this kind of like no actual heavy weights, just a, a ton of hit work. So it was just like, you know, steps and uh, pull ups and uh, burpees, but they're all like none of them are normal. Like you do sit ups on a ball, burpees, you had to throw down a weighted ball and then do a burpee on top of that, all this stuff. But you know what? It's got me good energy for the rest of the day. Perfect sort of like they worked through it with me. Back was tight from running the other day, so they worked with me on that. Obviously, they have cryo there for recovery. They have red light therapy there for recovery. Uh, you can sign up for the six-week experience. Ask them about semi-glutide. Uh, if that's right for you, it was right for me. Helped me drop about 27 pounds, and uh, that helps me be healthier than I've been in a long, long time. Carbon World Health is where you can improve your health. Let's throw some stones. The guys think they have the answers to everything. I'm the best there is. People like me. So it's time to put them to the test. That's some booty, Jim. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. This is Throwing Stones, presented by Metro Kia of Madison, Madison's trusted Kia dealership. Yeah, guys, time to throw some stones here on Rutledge and Hamilton. Now, we all know sticks and stones may break our bones, but words... Boy, do they confuse me. So I got plenty of questions. I can bring them here to Jim and Colin looking for answers. I'll decide whose answers made the most sense. And at the end, I'll decide today's winner of Throwing Stones. So, guys, the first thing I saw today that I just had to bring up on the show is that 36 years ago today, it's a big anniversary for the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, the Bucks obviously start their season tomorrow. But 36 years ago today, the Bucks defeated the Soviet Union national team in Milwaukee. 127-100. It was the USSR's first basketball game against any NBA team. Now, I know you guys are both big NBA heads, and I know, Jim, you're obviously a historian yourself, and Colin, <laughs> you're a bit of a... Uh... If we were on camera, I'd flip you off. You're just <laughs> calling me old is what you're doing. And Colin, I know that you're a fan of vintage anything, so how much would you guys pay to have like a signed jersey or a signed photo of this game, or like some sort of way to... like? have like a memory or a piece of memorabilia from a game like this. Colin, I want to start with you. So this is 1987 this happened? 1977. 77. 1977 bucks, you're saying. 1977 bucks. And they played the, the Soviet Union went on the road yeah, to to, to, yeah, on the road. It was the first time they were playing outside of the Soviet Union. <laughs> so I'll give you uh, their roster here. So uh, Quinn Buckner, you probably know more as a broadcaster than a basketball player. Junior Bridgman was an old school guy. Wow. Alex English, who played in yeah. the 90s a little bit. Uh, Marquise Johnson, who's on the, the call, whose son was in uh, the movie uh, White Men Can't Jump. Yes. Wait, no, it wasn't his son. That was him, wasn't it? Oh, you're right. It was that him. Is you're right. Him. It is him. Yes. You're right. His son does some fun stuff on, on He's going to go through his truck to yes, like, yes. get the gun. I would pay some good. I, I mean, former NBA coach Brian Winters on that team. I okay. would. I Yeah. yeah for Ernie a, Grunfeld. That'd be interesting. Who has that? Nobody has I would that. Lo- I, I, there's actually, I saw a photo of it on Twitter today. There's like posters for the game. You know, they're like, for a boxing match, yeah, they have a poster. Yeah. They made entire posters and t-shirts for this. Oh game. my god! Like pay-per-view type of posters. Where yeah, they got, exactly. Like, the Bucks on one side yes. and the Soviet Union. It's like on the ripped other. down the middle. Yeah, they're like representing the United States almost yeah. at that point. And they beat them by twenty-seven. Let's beat go. Them by twenty-seven. Wow, on the road too. They went to Milwaukee International. Maybe I don't know. I would <laughs> say uh, Mitchell Mitchell, Mitchell Airport. Airport. <laughs> I would oh, say yeah. that <laughs> the poster would be really cool. Otherwise, a piece of the court. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. That would have been pretty cool as well. Like so they, was that at the Bradley Center or was that the Mecca? Oh, that I that was not in the tweet I saw. I can't say Pratique? for certain. Didn't you, is, this, is it Pratique? Because he tweeted about it. Our yeah, team, he was friend not the teammate, Pratique. Okay. No, he would, be the, he would be a guy who would pay top dollar for a piece of memorabilia from that game. And you couldn't bother to see where the Bucks that was a little past what you could do research by? Look, look. I, I, what I part of the year? was? It was the anniversary August. today? So it was, it was 36 years ago today. What was today. the date? 1977? Uh, it should have been... You know what I think Colin was right. It would be 1987. It was 87. My math is off. I gave you a completely wrong oh roster. My God. I oh. You told me I thought I was crazy. Oh. I thought I was crazy. Yeah. I'm like, I did the so math while you were introing. That's it. the Bradley Center. Yes. Oh my God. You're killing me. Was, I, gave I was like five years after they won the championship. I was like waiting for some guys to remember from that roster. 1987 from the, from the, from the 71 team. Oh my God. All right, so look, well, look. now I'm gonna give you the roster for the 87 team just to get it right now. <laughs> Uh, Terry Cummings would be a, a guy. Craig Hodges, mm. Jay Humphreys, Larry Kristoviak, John Lucas, NBA coach, Paul oh. McKeskey, uh, one of the uh, the whitest NBA players of all time, <laughs> Sidney Moncrief. Yep, Moncrief, Rich, okay. Ricky Pierce, Paul Presley, Jack Sigma, also on that white guy Hall I, of Fame. I, th- I, think, I think Moncrief's in the Hall of Fame. Yes, he is. Oh, that's a Hall of Very Good. Ooh, I mean, you, you got takes on 1987 <laughs> NBA. Do you know what Paul McKeskey? Dennis Johnson's in the Hall. Of, I mean, he won a ton of championships. But like uh, these guys, uh, okay. Do you know what Paul McKeskey looks like? Do you guys know? I Why do not. would I know? Uh, because it is. I mean, this guy played in the NBA. We got to put this photo up here. But Colin. Oh my God! The yeah, guy that's a classic. Like, I've seen that photo. Yeah, yes. that's a classic photo. Uh, he looks How high like his shorts. How high are his shorts? I don't. We can't see the shorts, but he looks like it's he eight, is so about definitely. six. Seven two seventy no oh no mustache. like yeah mustache like like a, a specific genre movie stash oh and got like looks like an insurance salesman you'd be more likely to buy insurance from Paul McKeskey than you would think he played in the NBA all right well guys speaking of crazy after, after four minutes on this set yes. on the eighty seven Spe- bucks <laughs> speaking of crazy and speaking of the Soviet Union I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to the sign stealing scandal for Michigan mm. but that's uh, speaking, nothing, that's nothing of burger. This- Nothing burger ball. It That's is if you're Connor, of the Soviet Union. Speaking of the Soviet Spies. Union, because uh, okay. no, because Connor Stalin's the guy who's accused of being. Is he you know, Soviet? Uh, no, but he has his own <laughs> mani- he has his own manifesto. Is what it is. Okay. Actually, you, you really went. You really. Look, you could have tied it so many easier ways. It's a manifesto Soviet Union that ties perfectly. Spies together. is what I yeah, well, am. Spies, whatever. All right. Well, <laughs> Connor Stalin. Connor Stallions was actually uh, revealed in a series of text messages obtained by Sports Illustrated that he has a full 500 to 600 page manifesto for a plan he has to eventually become the head coach of Michigan after Jim Harbaugh. What's the difference between like a plan and a manifesto? Uh, that was my question for you guys. It, can you be a normal, sane person and ever have a manifesto? Or if is it just labeling something manifesto just a bad idea from the start? Jim, start with you. If you're labeling it a manifesto, this reminds me of what uh, Jerry Maguire. Yep. Yeah. What was it? A mission statement, or what, I forgot what his was. But a manifesto is a public declaration of policy and aims, especially one issued before an election by a political party or candidate. Yeah, it's more political. Yeah. I think that's yes. the idea. So a manifesto for a sports coach. He, he <laughs> called it a manifesto in a series of text messages. Yeah. Yes, that was obtained by Sports Illustrated. So it's about a change of policy. Before an election, I guess that could be comparative eh? comparative to a Michigan head coach. Regime change, yeah, regime change, policy change. 
Look, Michigan men have very big, lofty ideals. I think you throw around manifesto, I'm going to automatically assume the guy's a nut job. Yes. And, uh, you know, a plan is one thing. Yeah. Also, 500, 600 pages. That's yeah, a Google well, Doc. Now, throw it out. I mean, jeez. As soon as I get that text from someone, I'm like, you know what? We're not friends anymore. Yeah. No, throw the binder out. It's multiple binders not, at that now, point. Now, that being said, I, if Primetime said he had a manifesto, I would be like, eh, checks out. Yeah, it's Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> I don't that, have a manifesto. He's got that weird gaze. Yeah. I don't have a manifesto, Jim. I just have many, many lists. Jesse Nelson had just a good lists. way to put it. He said Ryan sort of has the, the the attire usually that like makes you want to blend in in a crowd. <laughs> I wear a lot of hats, <laughs> hats, glasses, the sweaters. It's just like classic. Like I need to blend in in a crowd. You know, they were trying to be incognito. So, JJ yeah. and Poinette corrected it here. People called the memo, but Jerry Maguire kept correcting them, saying it was a mission statement. Ah, in uh, the movie Jerry Maguire. Great movie. Tom Cruise, great actor. Great performance today. <laughs> hey, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Can I ask you a question? What? Great, great movie, great actor, great performance today. Are these all... Yeah, I, are these all well, I was about to finish it off, but Jim wanted to... Are, are these all the ones that you have for today? All the throwing stones? Yeah. No, I just want to get out. Did you have one <laughs> about Mad Dog Russo saying he was going to retire... If uh, Arizona... I thought we were going to start the show with that, if I'm being honest. Well, you didn't bring it up. What? <laughs> You did so, mention it once. Ryan, let's let's clarify. Let's grade Ryan's performance today. Ryan <laughs> right, in minute to, in minute to win did not clarify on the extension policy in the NBA. That, that was number no, one. No, no, no. I did clarify <laughs> that. I did clarify that. You chose not to listen. The extension policy in the NBA. Uh, the fans didn't know. I didn't know. Nobody really knew fans except for knew. Ryan. Can't do math. Gave us the wrong date, which <laughs> caused me that to was, give out the wrong we're roster. 10 years oh, off uh, on the so, and then he ties it into the Soviet Union because of manifesto. Yeah. And obviously, Mad Dog Russo has a tie because that's Chris's father. But also, it's like all over my social media. It was pretty funny, like that he said he was going to retire, then they lose. Oh, he's getting bashed, and then he's yeah, he's getting crushed for it. Uh, yeah. So, how is it that we did not like make sure we get that in? Look, my calculation was off to start. That was why we didn't we didn't get. We didn't have enough time because we got to get to the great Dan Hall cross. This was my thought. I'm like, there's no way that primetime didn't put that in stones. I had too much faith. Was that going to be number three? Did you have a number three? It would have been number three, yeah. Sure. But I messed up. I messed up three. the timing of the Bucks. Uh, <laughs> sure, 36th anniversary. Fun sure, Jan. With Bucks Soviet Union nights. <laughs> I thought it was worth bringing it up. I agree. Where I would like get it. it right? <laughs> well, that's fair. Poor execution by me. Oh, but you know what? I was going to give literally this, changing history with this. I was going to give this to Colin Russo, but then he wanted to grade my performance. So you know what, Jim? You win by default. <laughs> All right. I think it's a D plus. <laughs> All right. We'll get to crosstalk next. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Oh yeah. Round and round, round they go. I get around. Still clown with the underground when we come around. Alex around Stroh, alive from the Great Dane. Which Great Dane are you at, Alex Stroh? Uh He's still on the phone with Tark. So oh, he's actually. still on the phone. Yes, no, this, this is quite the long phone call. 
goodness gracious. Right, Primetime Wollersheim. I was going to say Alex is getting the uh, treatment that I went through with year, for li- years with those guys. I like how Ryan didn't warn Jim that Alex was not Oh, no, I did, I no, did you, say that no, in your ear. Yes, no, I did. But you didn't say he was currently on the phone. Oh, I, said I was currently on the phone. I said it's all right, though. He's I'm here. on the phone with Tarek Sala right now. But then you said because they're not going to be Jim there. I like, him a question. <laughs> yeah. Well, 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 I told him he was on the phone still, and then Jim no, asked Alex to open a question. You did say still. You said... He was on the phone. No, no, I, I thought said, he was on the I said, phone. He is on the phone. No. Yes. Just like yeah. you said, 1977 instead of 1987. Okay. Look, my <laughs> oh math my might be wrong. My enunciation was not. Oh my goodness. Uh, Hi, Colin Russo, Jim Rutledge. <laughs> Colin, we're having a show, Strove. What are you? What are you doing four to six for the next? Uh, well, you're filling in for me. I'm guessing uh, this week, right? Are you in? Yeah, I'm, I'm in for you the next two days. Why do you ask? Well, who, why? Well, you know, maybe we need a new producer. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> bring back the old one, huh? Yes. Hey, like I, Jimmy, like I told you when you fired me, the grass ain't always greener, and Wollersheim has had a master class effort today to prove that to you. Uh, yeah, that's that is true. It's been a rough one for, for prime time. <laughs> I know. I heard minutes of win it. He told caller five they were caller six yeah, yeah that's right that's a long uh, list he, here. and then he explained it poorly to colin who's literally a golden retriever didn't explain it couldn't, poorly at all couldn't couldn't sit still just wanted to get after it started naming players before the timer even anthony came. edwards you, you, uh, jim do you just feel old right now because you're 20 years older than both the guys you're hanging out well with. now and i do i guess 18 I, years older than me so yeah uh, i could be all your dads <laughs> What about me right, would Daddy. make you think that I care about your opinion? Strofe would have been a little bit of a life choice. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, only 18, I'm only 18 years older than uh, Strofe there, so that would have been an aggressive uh, life decision there. But, Alex, you are experiencing what I went through for a long time on the Great Dane Huddle. Uh, the guys aren't there? Yeah, no, they just uh, left uh, their, their secret sources house, a.k.a. their former head coach, Barry Alvarez. So, um, without so- giving anything away, that's Fitchburg. Which Great Dane are you at? You just gave it away. All right, so that should be in a couple. Honestly, he's about four or five minutes away. That's not even. Yeah, Tarek called me while uh, you asked me a question I could not answer because I cannot simultaneously have two conversations. Nicely done, Wollersheim. As I tried Uh, to explain, but he didn't listen. No, nope. You probably just did a poor job of explaining it, like you did the rules minute to win it. Mm -hmm. Um, You got a track record here. (laughs) Right, it's not your day. It's all right. Swear. Yeah, it's not your day today. It happens. So uh, Tarek said he'll be here in about five minutes. I imagine that probably means eight. So I would guess they'll walk in about six oh three p.m. All right. Well, see, that's that's on par. So we have to. Uh, we're going to do our locks here, Alex. We'll just get yours. Do you, you know, really want mine? I told my lock oh, last wait. week. My lock last week lost by thirty two points. <laughs> what was your yeah, lock? Yeah, you are zero and three on the year. Uh, you know, wow. save your lock for Thursday. I forgot you because you're going to be in. So you can just do it during with betting brust. But wait, what was your lock, lock last week? Uh, I believe it was the Lions uh, for the. Uh, you took the, the Lions, Lions Raider, plus three and a half. Game? Yeah. Uh, All right, yeah. and I'm out tomorrow. So what was I know my lock didn't hit, but it wasn't bad. Uh, you were not bad. You got burned by the Badgers. Actually, you took the under in the Wisconsin by one Illinois point, game. right? It wasn't uh, it? No, final score was 25-21. The over-under was 41. Okay, so okay was, a little bit more. Hey, okay. I got it this time. 46. Rough outing, bro. Rough outing go. for all of us. Yeah. So you, don't, you don't want me to give a lock right now? What is the point of the segment exactly? Well, we're doing some crosstalk as well. I don't know. Ryan said to save it well, for tomorrow. Well, I said you're going to be on the show tomorrow. We do betting with Russ tomorrow. Just save your lock oh, for tomorrow. Oh, I got you. The point of the segment is to make fun of Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I can keep going. I, if you want to hear more about Ryan. Over-under, how many more mistakes? I'm sure you've talked about this, Struff. Does Ryan have a serious? Serial killer oral to him? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I'm pretty much the one that came up with that joke. So, um, yeah, most okay. Definitely. I didn't realize uh, it was trademarked. But okay. <laughs> no, it's not trademarked, and neither is Mr. Irrelevant, which Miss, Mr. Ryan Wollersheim was on today. You can find Mr. Irrelevant. Great podcast. Wherever it is, you get your podcast. It's so great that it's uh, called Mr. Irrelevant. No so, idea. Kyle, Irrelevant. what's your... <laughs> <laughs> What's your uh, lock, Colin? Uh, Jaguars, Steelers. Jaguars. Oh, of course. And, uh, don't Naturally. worry. Ten days off. Five and two. Four in a row. Minus two and a half. Give me Jacksonville in that game. That's a lock. I actually like that pick despite your fandom for the Jaguars. Thank you. They play what? See, what they did is they had a 12, uh, 12 day period or a 10 day period where they had three games. They played at Tottenham Stadium in, in England. Then they played. Uh, in Jacksonville, then they played in New Orleans. They won all hey, three. Ryan, this is typically where you start the music to get out of the episode because he's rambling about the Jags. Well, are, Tar- are Tarek and Derek there yet? <laughs> I think he's trying to help you out there, to be honest. Uh, Tarek is currently running through the parking lot. Yeah. Oh, uh, boy. No, no sight of Derek Angler quite yet. All right, fantastic. My lock is uh, I'm going to take the Bengals at San Francisco. San Francisco uh, minus five and a half. San Francisco minus Sam- five and a half with yeah. a backup quarterback? Yeah, Sam Darnold. I, I like the Bengals there. Wow. This is off of uh, ESPN, so it's a good pick. It's from today, so I will take that one. I so I'm going to Dubuque. I might just have to. I might actually place that bet. <laughs> yeah, uh, why not? The line might have changed by then. It, well, I think five and a half is crazy. Why are you going to Dubuque? Also, we have a Derek Angler sighting now. It's Tarek Sala. It's Derek's not pops, running. There's pops no way Derek's running. Hey, Tarek. What's going oh on, gentlemen? God! Sorry about that. Why are you yelling so loud? <laughs> Am I too loud? I apologize. No, that's, on me. That's, that's my fault. Uh, hey, Tarek. Uh, good talking. You guys have a good show. Hey, Rutledge, I, yeah. thought, I thought Alex was my son. <laughs> now we're snuggling at the great day. Now, hey, that, that, is, that is more age-appropriate. I'll tell you that. That, that much is for I sure. I made some poor choices back <laughs> in uh, Fort Lauderdale, back in uh, spring break. You know? <laughs> All right, well, enjoy your mistake. This has been Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. <laughs>